At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, welcome to 2023, everybody. This is the first uh, midweek how of uh, 2023. Maybe the last way it goes. Yeah, That's maybe right. the last. First and last. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't know. I, so, so for all of our uh, for all of our listeners that uh, in our that are me and me and the Howlers age range, you guys will understand. Um, you know, I, I'm sitting here and the Howler calls me. But I can't if but the way we're set up is if I accept his call on Skype. Now you didn't give him the backstory. The backstory is I'm he texts to, me. Yeah, okay, yeah. Go okay. ahead. No, okay. I was going to give the backstory how we text each other. Are you ready, 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 ready? About five times, and either I'm no, one of us ain't at the computer, or yeah. one of us don't answer, or like me, I've got literally I've got within within an arm's reach of me, I've got. Two laptops, two desktops, and two iPhones, and one iPad, maybe two iPads. So it takes me a second to see which one's ringing. <laughs> and what happens so, is, if I'm signed in, my my phone, my desktop, my laptop are all ring at the same time, and I want to do it on my desktop. So it takes me a little. And I'm usually got like right now, I'm trying to I'm negotiating one of these little uh, cleaning things to clean my glasses off because I can't see. So. He is calling me to see if I'm ready, and I wasn't ready because I was upstairs mixing. I'm making a drink and eating some M and M's, and then he texted me back and said, "Are you ready yet?" And I had to come down and call him. Now you finish what's going on here. <laughs> so, yeah. So then you called me on the Skype, which if I answer your call, then I can't record it for the for the purposes of putting out an episode. So I hung. So I hit decline and then i called you and when i called you you mentioned the old days of people of our ilk of uh 
back in the day where you'd call somebody collect and hang up so they knew you were, you know, whatever. whatever to call pre, you back. You'd call you back or whatever pre-designated uh, <laughs> sign. And what, not to step on you one more time, but I'm going to, the beauty of that was I didn't even, I barely started to mention that to you and you immediately knew what I, I was talking about. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. And, and there'd be... Uh, a whole, I mean, the last 15, 20 years worth of kids would have no idea what a collect call is. No, I don't. Do think. they could you even do it? I, I have no idea. I mean, where, where are you going to do it from? Well, I like see the pay phone not too long ago. I don't remember where. I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I thought it was a honeypot. I thought it was some kind of a trap. <laughs> so I didn't go over to it, but I certainly <laughs> saw it. You mean you saw the booth? Did you see the phone in it? Yeah, it, was, I, it might have been in Virginia Beach when I was out there seeing my son. It was a place where I thought, okay, only the lowest of the low. I remember, I think I remember the last time I used a payphone. And I don't know if I've ever told the story. But finish your story, and I'm going to talk about the thing. I, the time, I think it was the last time I ever used a payphone that I can remember. Well, I was well. First, I was going to say I did see um, two phone booths or half phone booths, and uh, when we were out in Utah, and I actually walked over to him just to see if there was a phone in them. Was there? Nope. So I don't understand why they left the the like the little shell of it on the side of the building. When I was at the, I went to the Navy Exchange with my son in Virginia Beach. And they had a whole wall of them that were still looking at. But, you know, I guess kids use them to call home or whatever. But he said they don't use them because after a certain period, they get, you know, after after they finish boot camp, they get, they use them in boot camp to make like a five or six minute call, right? Mm-hmm. And then after boot camp, they get their cell phones after, like the school he's in now, he gets his phone. So after hours, he can go to his room, you know. I don't think he can take the class with him, but after five thirty or whatever six, whenever they get back to the room, they have a cell phone. So, so they don't even use them. So the real question is: Would Superman even exist today if if he was just getting started? What would he? What would Clark Kent change into Superman's? outfit in if there since there is no phone booth well he could superman could walk around and in that costume and he could pay superwoman too whatever he felt like that day in this society will allow that to happen back in the old days he had to change but nowadays he can just be himself today he's wonder woman tomorrow he's superman whatever he wants to be he gets to be oh god (laughs) so you're saying not only could he just be the superhero he could just walk around like it he could be any superhero he identifies right. as. Yep, that's so, right. And, and he could say, I'm the Green Lantern. And somebody says, dude, your costume's super, red and blue. And he'd say, no, it's not. It's green. And <laughs> we would have bureaucrats that would say, and elected officials would say, yes, it's re- uh, uh, perception is reality. And if he wants that red to be green, it's green. Who am I to, who am I to say to tell somebody who, what yeah, the reality is? Yeah, who am I to is? say, yeah, if they want to be Superman, they can be Superman. Uh-huh. 
So uh, anyway, the that's not the, where we were going. But go ahead. We've already done. Run, we ran the ditch at minute minute seven. Go ahead. <laughs> we ran in the ditch. Who's pulling us out? Anyway, my uh, my collect call story that I started to tell you, and you said we you just got to share it. Was I? I don't know. Twenty years old, maybe nineteen twenty. And my buddy that I played high school basketball with lived in the town south of us so he obviously um he obviously was long distance for me i was long distance from everybody and you know those back in the days we didn't get a phone call every five seconds and we weren't getting texts or anything like that so he he's at his mom's and he wants me to come pick him up to go do something in a couple hours and he says hey i'll call you collect don't accept it that way you'll know that uh, it's time, you know, I'm home and you can come get me. So I'm sitting there thinking and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this worth worthwhile. And uh, so the, the phone rings and I, and I'm prepared. And the operator goes, will you collect, will you accept a collect call from, and I'm just going to use his name, Phil Crosso. So I got this old man's voice and I'm like, who? Who'd you say? And she's like, Phil Crosso. And I go, Phil Crosso, I wouldn't accept a pair of tennis shoes from that man to walk a mile across hot lava to save my mom. Heck no. And hung up the phone. Okay. And almost immediately, the phone rings and it's him just calling me back, dying laughing. And I go, what are you doing? He goes, that was one of the funniest things I've heard. He goes, that operator, operator, when you got done, said, well, I guess he doesn't want to accept your call. It started like, and he go, I go, you do realize you just totally ruined the whole point of call and collect, right? He goes, it was too good for me not to call you back. So there you go. That's probably why collect calls went, by the way. <laughs> Yes. By the way, <laughs> one of the many reasons. I I think the jails still have them, don't they? Oh, probably. Because they're a money deal, right? Mm, I just remember the jail oh, yeah. I worked with in yeah, the nineties. Yeah. yeah. So I would say, would you collect a st- accept a collect call from Shane? Which segues yeah, exactly. into the story I'm about to tell about the last phone booth I was ever at i worked in the early 90s i worked in a jail and then i went and and went on into the road what we call road deputies you know and <clears throat> there was there was a uh, the i'm trying to think of how to frame this without making this guy look like a piece of shit anyway not the sheriff but a dude so we had a deputy that was head of the drug unit and he got fired for some nefarious activity so the sheriff put me in there for a limited period why so things got shooken out mainly because he trusted me more than he trusted other people i don't know why he did it maybe it was just poor judgment or something but so and i always thought that was stupid because i couldn't there was no way i could really work undercover cases or any kind of real cases because like like the most of these drug guys especially back in them days they all thought they were miami vice right and oh, yeah or ex-cops i got working they're listening, know what I'm talking about, right? They they go into to, to undercover work so they can drive fast, wear long hair, and they pretend to be badasses or whatever. 
and some of them do a good job, but most of them are just posers. Okay. So <clears throat> the guy I replaced was a poser and I, and basically I was, I couldn't do the job because I had, I grew up in that community. Everybody knew I was a fucking cop. I mean, if you didn't know I was a cop, you had to be retarded or not from there. One or the other. And maybe I don't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we had a guy named Jim. I'm going to tell his last day. He's working off a case. So what happens in the drug world is you get caught selling dope and, and you're a first time offender or low level guy. Right. So they call you in or they go meet you and say, Hey, you sold the judge dope. I'm just going to say judge or Jason. Right. So, so you sell one of us dope. So me and Jason or Jason and, and I work in drug, you, you sell Jason dope and Jason's undercover. I go to you and say, Hey dude, you sold dope to an undercover. And you say, no, I didn't. And I show you Jason's picture. said, so you sold dope to this guy right here. And you go, Oh my God, what am I going to do? Well, we're going to make that go away, but you're going to take me to three or four other people that you buy your dope from. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not worse. Mm-hmm. So we had this crazy dude named Jim who at one time was, and I, I don't know who I was telling the story to the other day. I hope it wasn't on this project program because I'd be redundant. But we had a dude, he was a, he was a, now you got to understand in the 90s when interest rates were high, good car salesmen and what they call F&I, finance and insurance guys, made a load of money. I'm talking 125000 bucks back when a new pickup was twenty, right? And we had a guy that was the assistant F&I guy, manager at a GM Pontiac Cadillac dealership, and he got on the crack train, and he just pissed it all away, right? He went from making $125,000 a year to working off a case at the local sheriff's office, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 really what had got him so spun up and he couldn't I, I tried to explain that to him. Uh he had when when the wheels were coming off and he lost his job and and and, and everything was happening, him and his wife, as as what happens sometimes is you're happily married till the money runs out. So they had a domestic in and part of their joint property was this dog. And the wife had the dog chained up in the front yard. Okay. And he took this uh, GMC Yukon. I don't think it was an Escalade because I don't think they made Escalades at the time. But like the fanciest Yukon he could have, he had because he worked at the dealership, right? But he's supposed to be bringing it back. His wife, him, he comes home. Him and his wife get in an argument. She says, I'm going to call the dealership and tell him you're here with this truck. The cops were looking for him. One thing leads to another. And to get back at his crazy wife, he runs over the dog on the chain in the drive oh, in the front yard. Okay. Okay. So you can, you know, I know murderers that are handled fairly well by the police. I know if I got a dude, I call him a friend of mine. Cause I talked to him at length every time I see him and he's a convicted murderer, right? He's been arrested one time in his life. And that's cause he killed somebody. So you can kill a lot of people and be accepted by a community, but if you kill a dog, especially a dog on a chain, buddy, you are on the outs, right? So the cops obviously arrest him for this. And and once the word got out, you know, briefings and different things that that he was the dog killer, there was just an element of law enforcement that I hate to say picked on the guy, but freaking picked on the guy. So He's there trying to work off all these felony cases, and they're not necessarily dope cases so much as they are animal cruelty and some other stuff, right? Yeah. So he he 
says he's got this gal he's supposed to be buying this cocaine from. A couple of eight balls. The real undercover guy there wants me to do it because he thinks he's already bought dope from this girl. He doesn't get along with this dude. One thing leads to another. So we set this whole thing up where he calls this girl and says, hey, I'm going to meet you. And she says, well, I can meet you. He says what he wants. I don't remember. Two or three eight balls of cocaine. And she picked this entrance of this big trailer park. When I say big trailer park, a couple hundred trailers, right? Got three entrances. Oh, jeez. Yes. I mean, y'all have them in Ohio. You got giant trailer parks. They're kind of yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of falling out of yes, yeah. but you know, thirty years ago they were there. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, we got one in town. It's like 120 trailers. That's right. Barely has 40 of them full. And this is probably more. I mean, this is probably down to uh, yes. I mean, it was probably 120, like three rows of 30 or three rows of 40. You know, 20 on each street or whatever. You know, and they kind of loop together. But all that's to say is he's got limited information on this girl. I'm trying. He's got her first name Dawn. You know what I mean. And and, and he can't give us any other information because what you do is you try to do a background on the person you're meeting or the person this is doing, you know, because you want to know who they are. And cell phones were I don't want to say in their infancy, but pretty rare. Some people had them. Like I had a bag phone, and we had not even flip phones. They were just they were. Uh, I don't know if they were. Remember the Nokia Blue things? Remember that? No, the Nokia Blue. Yeah, so anyway, they were just a little... Anyway, we had the drug guys, we had county-issued phones, and but they were really rudimentary, you know what I mean, in that day. that You could call somebody. I don't even know if you could text, right? Oh, probably not. You know, but he had one because he was a doper. And she had one because she was a doper. You know? So he probably had a pager. So all that... Yeah, I did right. have a pager. I had many a pager. I got all kinds of pager stories. So all that's to say is we take getting his, he has this turd box like Mazda 626 or some kind of junk. I'm riding with him. I got this big, I know I told you this story. I used to wear, when I do the work like this, I had a New Orleans Saints team jacket, you know, like a FUBU team jacket, you know what I mean? All puffed up. And I, yes, that's what I'd roll in. And I had, I carry a Smith & Wesson Model 60 stainless 38 special in my pocket loaded with some, some, uh, Winchester silver tips. I think 110 grain plus P plus silver tips. But all that's to say is this. We go and set up. Now, we got teams. Now, we're going to meet her to the entrance of this trailer park, and we have surveillance teams already setting up, watching the intersection, and they're going to film her sell me dope, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't show up. She doesn't show up. She doesn't show up. And I said, dude, you got to call her. And I think part of the problem with him calling her his phone had an issue. I don't remember if he didn't pay the bill, but all that's to say is I didn't want to call her for my number. He said she only answers certain numbers. So when he set the whole thing up, we had to go to his apartment to call. And and remember back when you could block your number? Oh, it, yeah. Before yeah. caller ID, I, it would just say number hide. blocked or something, remember? You could so hide all, it. You could, like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he said, or something. Was, so what we did was we left that. We left that intersection. We left that by place. The surveillance guys in place. We drove up to this break time that had, remember the phone booths you could pull up to with your, the phone, oh, yeah. like the post, you could just pull up and roll your window down. Yeah. Them. Okay. Oh yeah. So oh, we yeah. roll up and we're sitting at this intersection. <laughs> he's calling her on the phone to tell her, Hey, ask her where she's at. And he's, he says, 
and and as she as we're sitting there, he's making the call. She goes across our bow right through our headlights. You know what I mean? Because we're sitting up here on the street. She's headed the direction where we just left, and dude, I know her. I know her from about three different ways. Oh boy. Her mom, her mom was a long term inmate at the county jail where I worked back when I was a, in the jail, jailer. Okay. And she used to every weekend, every like Friday night, she would bring her mom cigarettes. This is back when they could smoke in a jail. She would bring her mom cigarettes and candy bars. She'd bring her mom little stuff and drop it off at the back door of the jail, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that's when she was, and then a year or two later, she was. She wasn't much younger me. I was going to school even when I worked in the county. I was going to school at night or in the daytime. And I, anyway, there's a college there, Lincoln University, the oldest historically black university west of Mississippi. But anyway, because I was trying to finish my degree in the criminal justice building, and she took classes. She was in the like psychology building or whatever. She's gonna be a social worker, right? And I used to talk to her all the time in that building because she knew me from the freaking jail where her mom was. You know what I mean? And she told me how her mom's you know, getting straight or going bad, just depending on what they were at in their world. But she would talk to me. Okay. So I'm like, dude. So she says, I'm on my, I just passed you guys. She said, I've got to go. Cause she was delivering crack or cocaine to somebody else down in the trailer park. Right. She's going to meet us first and then drive down to their trailer and do a second one. So she says, instead of circling back, she goes and just, I'll meet you back down there. So we leave, and of course I'm I'm calling these guys saying, "Hey, stay put. Here she comes." So instead of us sitting in the entry where we wanted, she was sitting there. So we had to drive around in front of her. Does that make sense? Because what what he was going to do is we were going to be sitting there, and when she pulled up, they were going to pull up to her door to Jim's door. That's the dude that was the bad guy. And do this, but since we're opposite, it's going to be my door. And I tell him at the last second, dude, you can't put me next to her. I fucking know her. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. He's like, what do you want me to do? And I said, well, pull around in front of her. And his pull around in front of her, I mean, you can't have a crackhead take good directions, right? So instead of pulling around and parking in front of her, like taillight to headlight, he just freaking pulls in kind of almost like a 90 perpendicular, and her freaking headlights are right on me. <laughs> like seven foot from the hood of his car. <laughs> and so, so you're said, not so you got to cover. So, yeah, and I got this. Oh, so, so I got a cell phone. And I got a I got a Midland police radio with uh uh you know a freaking handheld police radio sitting in the door pocket. I was trying to put it in the door pocket of this Mazda, but it wouldn't fit, so I set it between the door and this bucket seat, right? So cause because as we're going, I'm I'm calling and I'm calling on the radio. I'm doing two or three things at once, telling these guys, hey, this is what she's driving, blah, 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 blah. Oh, by the way, I know her, so it's changed. You know, he's gonna get out and buy it. So he gets out, walks over to her window, and within about 30 seconds, he's back to the driver's side window looking and he goes, she wants to talk to you. And I said, do what? And he goes, she's trying to figure out who's in the car. She thinks she might know you. So I open this passenger door, and when I do that police radio with a property tag on you know what a property tag is, right? <laughs> Rolls right out the street. Right in front of those freaking headlights. Bang. Right on the pavement. So I pick it up, throw it in the thing. I walk over there, and the first thing she said was, hey, what's that? I said, what? She goes, that thing that fell out, that radio walkie-talkie thing. I said, it's a scanner. She said, a scanner? I said, yeah, like a police scanner. I was listening to make sure you weren't the cops. So I told her. She goes, you look real familiar. I got to know you from somewhere. And I said, where do you live? And, of course, once I seen her, I knew where she lived. And, uh. And uh, she told me the, you know, the kind of the part of town. And I said, well, you're going to, it was, it's Exxon station now, but it used to be the original owner was called Scott. So I said, you're going to Scott's and she goes every day. I said, dude, I'm in there in the back playing back, back in the day when cherry masters and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I said, I'm in there playing cherry masters every day. And she goes, oh yeah, that's probably where I know you from. So one thing, let another, she sells the dope gym. We get in the car and we leave. So that was the last payphone I think I ever talked to was the payphone to call her to make sure she's coming back down there. And that just goes to show you how dumb criminals really are. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go further on the story. So when you when you do all these dope cases and you get dope cases on dozens of people, you set with a prosecutor a lot of times and they go through which one's the good, the better, and the best, right? And the dude that I had replaced had issues with with memory and some other things, and he just he he got jammed up for making bad cases, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when it come time to meet with prosecutor and all these people getting prosecuted, I didn't have the charge hard to pull the trigger on. I said that's a, I said that's not a real good one, you know, shaky because we use Jim as the as the uh, informant and he's screwed up in ten ways to Sunday. So 
You went easy on her? Yep, oh. it was Nolly Prost. Yeah, they did. He just went away. She doesn't know. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, she's a social worker. Mm-hmm. Her career panned out or worked out or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I hope I hope she listens I to the it. show. You never know. She might have... Re- Look, if she's really rehabilitated her life, she certainly listens to the show. I mean, Maybe. come on. Uh-huh. I mean, come on. I think that was the last phone call, phone booth, everything. I don't even know how I got a phone booth. Mm-hmm. Now my listener, now the listeners are going to walk. I've always sucked at being a cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember those. Uh, I remember those little phone booths that you, yeah, you could pull up and talk to from the car and stuff. And oh my gosh, I'll tell you what, it sure is a lot nicer to be able to throw a Bluetooth in and drive to where you got to go rather than sit. Yeah, but you phone. can't get away now. I remember being able to just drive and be left alone. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. I do remember that. Right, people couldn't and, track you. People couldn't find you. You were just there. You, you know what? You wonder how anybody ever got anything done, but we always did. We always managed to find some kind of trouble, some kind of fun, something. I guess I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Now you're depressing me. Had New Year's. What'd you do New Year's? Uh, really going to bring up that I sat and watched the Buckeyes lose? I watched it too. Uh, I thought about you. What happened yeah. on that deal? They need a better kicker. Wasn't the kicker got him? What happened? Something happened. Oh uh, yeah, he missed a field goal, but to, at the end of the game. But there's there's about three plays that uh, that he really should have straightened it out before then. Well, yeah, they should have ran a couple plays to get him a little bit closer. But there was, uh, you know, they called a, uh, a targeting call in the back of the end zone that then yes, they I wiped off. They uh-huh. called a called the guy said the guy didn't make it on fourth and one that they went back and reversed that call and then yep saw that. Ohio, Ohio State ran a fake punt, and they gave Georgia a timeout. Questionable whether the guy got the timeout called or not. And, uh, you know, I mean, you can't blame. My brother blame, says it's sports that. gambling that's ruining the games. Well, I don't. You know how. what I'm talking about? Do you know where I'm going yeah. with this? Yeah, but the Buckeyes, I mean, the Buckeyes covered the spread, or Buckeyes would have won if you bet money on the Buckeyes. Maybe who, but you don't know who's. I mean, you don't know who behind. They were get, you don't know what puppet ma- puppet master back there says. No, this needs to go the other way, or this needs to go this way. Well, then it wouldn't behoove it wouldn't behoove them to give any of the uh, calls to Georgia. I mean, I because, don't understand because I don't understand. You know, I don't understand. The only thing I understood about sport, the only thing I know about sports gambling is where they run the numbers out of the barbershop I grew up going to. That's the only thing I knew. Where the rum, num, to, uh, who owned the book and who ran the book and where to get your numbers. That's all I know about it. Well, you know, we, they're they're making sports gambling in Ohio became legal. Yes, okay. it's going to be legal in Missouri too. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 By this time next legal. year. Yeah, it became legal on Sunday, and I. Do through DraftKings. I do some uh, fancy football stuff, and so they they're bombarding me with uh, with bet to bet on the games or something. And I so I looked last night, and it was the Steelers um, Ravens game, and one of the bets you could make was whether the Steelers running back was going to hit get over sixty five yards, and whether the Ravens running back was going to get over 65 yards. And I thought, that is, that's the easiest bet there is, you know? I mean, they got everything. Like, who's going to score the first touchdown? Um, are the quarterbacks going to have an over and under on a touchdown thrown or a touchdown and a half thrown? You know, just so much stuff. 
that you could bet a dollar to, to Lord knows what on. So I looked at all that stuff. And I'm like, this is kind of intriguing. But as far as like betting on who's going to win the game, I, I don't have any interest in that. It just doesn't, it just doesn't, it doesn't make watching the game enjoyable. To me. Right. I mean, it's bad enough when you're playing fantasy football. See, that's another thing I don't understand. But I, well, I lost my big fantasy football thing this week. Is winner take all, and, and my guys um, did terrible. So there you go. So I made it all the way to week seventeen and survived. It's just down to me and another, me and another guy, and he's gonna walk away. How much money? Me. How much money was it? We that's probably about five hundred bucks. Dude. So, Oh, I, How do you got money just to waste like that? No, no, no. There was there was eighteen teams in it. There wasn't it wasn't five hundred dollars per person. Oh, okay. The total it was winner take all. So it was what thirty five bucks a person or something. Oh, okay. Like well, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't have five hundred dollars to waste as far as you know. I mean, well, I, I, I don't know. If got, yeah, if I got five hundred bucks, it's going on racehorses. That's right. You're not going to bet it. Gonna, well, I had a friend of mine say, I wouldn't gamble. I play cards with it. He considered, you know, he considered poker not gambling because that was like a game of skill, right? Because he, because he's in more control of the outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah in his mind, right? Uh-huh. Yes, that's what he'd say. I'm not gambling in cards. Speaking of that, now we've been on a, we've been on a Yellowstone roll here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just watched the uh, mid-season finale last right. night. How was it? Wow! I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something. Somebody's going to die, and it might be all of them. I'm just going to tell you, they might all die. But I have I have figured out that Christie's tried really hard for four and a half seasons or whatever to not let on, but she finally just she can't hide anymore that she's she thinks Rip's better looking guy than me. Oh, I thought she was going to try to transform into Beth. Just to... no, 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 no. She's too nice to be transformed. But I, th- I think she would like it. You more were supposed to say she already is. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no I, th- I think she'd like me to transform into Rip. Uh, I, I think the only Rip I'm transformed is Rip. Uh, was it Rip Taylor? Was he the guy who used to run around throwing confetti out of the paper bag on the Gong Show? Remember? Remember? Yes, was that his name? Or was it Rip Torn? Was Rip it Rip Torn, Torn, or, it Rip Torn or Rip Taylor? I don't know. Torn. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh-huh. I, that was another. That was another. Uh, I can't gong you because I don't have a gong. I was looking for something to gong. Oh jeez. Um, but on a on a on a sad note to start out the year, I was telling you, um. This this little girl that uh, don't bring me went, down, man, because I'm gonna um, be talking about killing people. I know, but instantly you know, I go from phone booths and letting criminals off to killing them. I know, I know, but this is sad event here in our uh, the next town over. But as a girl went to school with my uh, with uh, my youngest Olivia, and uh, some she was working at the Dollar Tree, just got married, just graduated with her bachelor's degree, getting ready to start her job, but she was working at the Dollar Tree and. Some guy that, as far as we know, she did not really know, uh, came in and killed her with a machete. Uh, they caught him, you know, really quick, but uh, just awful, just awful news around here. And, uh, you know, you know, one, 
again, you know, we went through a Thanksgiving and a Christmas and I did not hear from my kids, but uh, I always send them texts and um, so and I answer sure. them? Uh, my one daughter, Gabby, answered with a smart out comment when I told her we all missed her at, missed him at Christmas. And she had a smart out comment, but I <laughs> explained to her why her reasoning was a little bit off. And uh, so, uh, but I just reached so, out to I reached out to Olivia. And so you said, tried hey. to correct her bad behavior again. That's why she doesn't talk to you in the first place. Yeah, I know, but I'm not gonna look. If their reason for you're too for rigid, not, you're too yeah, rigid, too rigid. Well, I she needed to know that uh, her thought process was not correct. That we all did. She's a teenager, isn't she? Still nineteen, twenty. No. How old is she? Oh, she's twenty three. Okay, well, has she got more tattoos than kids? Yes. Okay, well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She. Um, yeah, she certainly she certainly thinks she knows everything, but uh, you know I'm not going to hesitate to tell her that. Uh, and I didn't tell her she was wrong in a mean way. Just said, "Hey, look, you know we really do miss you guys. Um, it's I'm sorry that you guys don't realize that, but uh, you know." And I keep I keep telling them like it's not just me. It's it's my parents. They're not coming to see and they're not communicating with. And my mom, I mean. My mom and, and stepdad, they're not going to be around forever. And, uh, you know, and that's going to be, it kills them. I know it does, you know, so it's it's pretty sad. And then when you hear this and, and cause you don't know what's going to go yeah, on. Yeah. You're just on. one crazy way from dying, aren't you? Absolutely. It's cause we don't let, you know, uh, uh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, so yeah, it's hard, it's hard to, see that happen and know know that those parents they really aren't going to see their kid again you know they're just it's done they're done they're not going to get to see the kid um the poor uh, girl's young husband i mean just his life's changed on a, on a on a dime so you know so hey so the moral of the story is anybody listening you know hug your kids you know, right. hug your parent hug your parents because you don't know you don't know when it's because a lot of it's out of our hands for sure, you know, but I, like I said, I, I, I let, I let Olivia know that I was thinking about her and I don't remember how close she was to this girl. I know when they were younger, they were, uh, they were friends and stuff. And, but, uh, you know, you get older and get in high school and I think this girl was a cheerleader and Olivia was in the sports. It kind of probably didn't hang out as much, but, uh, it's still, you know, I remember when the first kid from my class passed away um it's How a shock oh, i think ours was a, the summer we graduated you got killed in a car wreck truck wreck i think the summer after we graduated not the summer two summers or you know the second summer after we graduated oh, i think mine was right out of the gate like july august graduated maine he was dead by august wow it doesn't you don't even get a chance you know, there was three kids in my big brother's class that were killed when they were a sophomore. Rolled a car over in a creek and they're all drowned. It was a big uh, flooded, you know, uh, highway goes down through a river bottom. And when the water backs up, you know how the fields flood up, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they, they ran off the road on a, you know, midnight, you know. The, so the water was up on, 
I think it was a Saturday night. It was either fr- I think it was a Saturday night. It was either Friday night or Saturday night. Sometime between midnight and six thirty, they ran off the road and overturned big Ford LTD. And there was water in the field. Where the next day, I'm pretty sure it was Sunday, so people going to church could see the tires sticking up. You know what I mean? The water had receded, or maybe they were the first people in daylight to drive by or whatever. But hey, oh wow! You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a terrible way to go. Yeah, well, well, we can't. We got to have. I don't even know. Going. Yeah, I don't know how you finish this damn thing. We just lost the three followers we had. <laughs> even Rich down in Arkansas probably quit listening to me after that. <laughs> uh, I think we got. I think you know our loyal listeners all over the world are like, okay, mm-hmm. we, we got steer. We, we're gonna have to steer it back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To at least something positive. Well, I, you know, I'm back to positive. You, when you started telling me before you hit record, you used to tell me about that girl that got killed by some random. I was watching something with my youngest son today, and it was a western. Remember that hanging the horse thieves? He was like a John yeah. Wayne type deal, and he's like, "Well, that's kind of, maybe I have a daughter run walk by Miss NCIS or whatever." She's always watching. She goes, "They're gonna hang you for stealing? That's kind of harsh, isn't it?" And I tried to explain to him, "Well, back in them days." They justified that by thinking if you left a man on foot, you might have killed him. You probably killed him anyway because they just couldn't walk from point A to point B, especially out west, without a good chance of dying because of food and water. You know what I mean? They just couldn't cover the distance on mm-hmm. foot you could with a horse. So so if you're going to take a chance of killing somebody by leaving him a foot, by God, they're just going to hang you. And 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 back, that's that's so think of all the nutty behavior that we as society allow instead of just taking these people out. And hanging them, or do something with them, <laughs> but there's no reason to let these nutbags walk around. I mean, and I, I don't even know. This ain't a better note, but you know, uh, I just I, this was that's part of the world we're in. You know, there's some there's some people that you know we used to have mental institutions and asylums and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't have them anymore. Tell we don't even lock up criminals, much less the nuts. No, that, that, that brings me back to another one. We had, There was a guy, oh God, three, four weeks ago, was sitting in town, street over from the post office. Cop got a report. He was in his car with a helmet, with a like a motorcycle helmet on and a rifle on his lap or a shotgun. So the cop come up behind him, and I think the guy shot at him. And... Anyway, the cop ended up sub- subduing him, and he got sent down to a mental uh, institution in Columbus and escaped last weekend. They just caught him yesterday in West Virginia. <sighs> so how about that? Like, I don't, I don't know how you take a shot at a cop and, and don't end up getting shot back. That's well, because cops don't shoot back anymore, dude. Come on, do I have to tell no, they, you all about the the, no, the Ferguson, Missouri, and the everything else, man? <laughs> well, they do, they do. The, those cops in New York City shot that guy that stabbed, got him with a machete. That's probably made up. He probably owed the books some money on the Ohio game or something. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes, I'm leery about everything now. It's probably a targeted hit. <laughs> so, so sports gambling. It's just taking over everything. Maybe I don't know. What I'm saying is, usually you get shot nowadays. You got there's a reason to shoot you. You know, <laughs> back in the old days, people just got shot because a lot of people needed shooting. Nowadays, they really need to shoot. Get sh- usually really need to get shot. 
<laughs> oh well, well we're you know we're starting we're starting the new year off with a with a bang, no pun intended. Pow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> God only knows what's hiding in our shadows. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.